Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Well, hello, Elijah Fire people. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today is Elijah Fire episode 268. It is Monday, July 17th. And we are so glad to have you here. If you are joining us live for the very first time, welcome. We're so happy to have you. We actually broadcast live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time and 5 p.m. Eastern time. So thank you so much for being here. If you don't know me, my name is Jen Lowen. I'm actually Jeff's sister. I've hosted for him a handful of other times. He is taking some much needed R&R. He will be back on Wednesday. So you get to kick off the week with me. We've got some great shows lined up for you this week. So thank you for starting your week with us. Um, Oh, and I have mentioned before, I am married to Michael Lowen. He also works for Elijah List. And I have two little girls, Annabelle and Evangeline. I think maybe what I should do next time, tomorrow, I'll I'll bring a picture so you guys can see my little family. Um, Okay, so again, like I said, if you're joining us for the very first time, we actually stream from four different locations. So we stream from Elijah Fire YouTube, Elijah Fire Rumble, Elijah Fire Facebook, and Elijah Fire Twitch. So let's say you just happened upon this episode today and you don't normally watch us, just know that those are the other platforms you can catch us on. And if you are a regular viewer and you like the shows, we just would encourage you to subscribe, um, like, comment, share the episodes, even hit those bell notifications so that you never miss a moment when we go live or when we make an announcement. Also, we are... This is a numbered episode. This is episode 268, like I just said. And what's really cool is we have two different types of episodes we do. We do series episodes where we'll take one topic and kind of dive into that topic. And then we have the numbered episodes, which have various different guests, various different topics. And then those get turned into a podcast. Uh, Mariah does a fantastic job on the podcast. That's how I listen to the show when I'm not watching it live. And if you are listening on the podcast platform, we would just encourage you to leave a review share the episodes that really helps get the word out about the show. All right. I think that that covers the basis for some of our housekeeping issues here. All right. So I am really excited. I just met our guest backstage. She's a super neat lady. She is a, a preacher. She's a life coach. She is a counselor. Please join me today in welcoming Marty Meyer. Hello. That is the best music. Isn't it so fun? I feel like I'm really coming through space. Uh, I think Jeff, he was saying it would be really cute to kind of treat it like a game, like you're loading a game. And then Oh, totally. Is that fun? It's kind of hearkening back to the the 8-bit days and the video games, you know, when they first came out. Yeah. Yes. He's very clever, him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So welcome, Marty. Thank you. Like I mentioned a second ago, we just met backstage. Yeah. And um, you've got some great stuff on your heart to share with us today. So I'd just love for you to just go right ahead and jump right on in. You got it. Well, first of all, it's really great to meet you. I can see how you're related and your (laughs) brother's awesome, but you're just amazing and just always thankful for this opportunity. And um, I just want to pray real quick as we get started. Lord, I just want to thank you for everyone that's listening. And Father, I just ask that your words will penetrate the hearts and minds of the listeners. God, that it it is the truth 
of who you are and what you speak, God, that would be heard loud and clear. And I just thank you for everyone that's hopping on, that's sharing, that's listening, God, that has a desire to know you more. Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right. So I was telling you backstage that um, yesterday I, I uh, spoke at our church, two sermons, mm -hmm. and because you had said something so cool about uh, hiding, hiding away and seeking the Lord. And, and mm -hmm. the, the title of my message was Hide and Go Seek. And um, really what what the heartbeat of that message, well, really where it came out, out of was um, I had spoken at some women's conferences. The Lord moved powerfully. It was great. Uh, I had just gotten over bronchitis and COVID and I was wow. recuperating and I had some other, you know, open doors and invitations. Um, and one morning, um, well, actually it was Pentecost Sunday where it all started, you mm -hmm. know, just, um, what that what that means for for the church that that's how the church was birthed you know 50 days after uh the crucifixion and resurrection of jesus when they were waiting in that upper room holy spirit came in and i i got to thinking about man there's not a lot of press on this um and why and i just took some time to just study it out and as i did the person of the Holy Spirit, the very presence of Jesus, the magnitude of all that that means hit me so hard that for two days, I just cried. Um, wow. I remember my husband prayed for me and um, I just felt this electricity run through my body. I was weeping. I I now know that that I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit in a way that I had not had before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here I, here I am and I'm seeing the power of God. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, but something was uh, shifting. And so I woke up not too long after that in the morning and just felt this holy invitation to just not post anything, to just shut off my notifications. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I wasn't, feeling convicted. I just felt this invitation to come mm. closer to the Lord. And so that's how that started. Um, the first day, you know, I'm having a great day. It's beautiful in Montana. I'm like, man, I'm not, I, there's no dings on my phone. This is beautiful. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. second day, and I kind of went about my day. I did some errands. I'm thinking about the Lord. The second day, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. There's no pressures. The third day, it started to feel a little like, huh, I almost feel like I'm missing something. The fourth day, I'm like, why is nobody reaching out? And Who cares about me? Yeah. 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 And, and then now I'm really writing in my in my journal. Yeah. And and then it, it just was like crickets wow. on my website, uh, on my messages, on, I mean, just everywhere, just crickets. Wow. And like even my texting. And I'm like, wow. And I, I felt the Lord say, what are you doing with your time? And I'm like, well, what I always do, I get up, I read my Bible, I'm doing devotions. And I felt him say, I, I want you to spend dedicated time in prayer. And I want you to set your alarm. And so when I say this, I want all the listeners to know this is this this was for me. This was mm -hmm. what he was asking me to do. It looks different for everyone else, but I, I begin to set my my timer. Okay, mm -hmm. so 45 minutes just praying, praying, praying in my heavenly language, praying in English, 
And um, I would begin to do that. And by the second week, I would find myself at the 35 minute mark. And Jen, I would be like crying. I mean, I don't feel emotional talking about it now because whew, during that time, the tangible presence of the Lord was so strong. But I began to become very aware of the things mm-hmm. in my life that I thought were really not big issues. And as I began to see them, I began to realize, man, these things can't live in this area mm-hmm. in my life. And um, I would find myself just praying out, creating me a clean heart, oh God, like David, renew a right spirit in me. You know, cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation, of your salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. The little tiny things like just an attitude towards someone, inconsistencies, uh, the fact that I might water something down because I have a tendency to people please who my listener mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, jealousies, insecurities, areas of pride. I mean, there were all these things that, that, that were kind of like seeds that were buried way deep. I wasn't even aware of them, but through pressing in, spending that time in prayer, spending that time reading scripture, asking Holy Spirit to come and just fill every part, not just the space, but all of me, God, take the whole room, everything begin to change me. And, um, you know, I had some speaking engagements coming up that I wanted to get ready for. That Mm -hmm. was preparation. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was my prep time. And um, even yesterday when I was uh, sharing part of, part of my um, message, looking back now, the Lord was increasing my stamina. There's so often that, that we feel like, gosh, he feels so far away. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I I mean, I just want him to come close. The truth is the Bible says he never leaves us. He right. never abandons us. He never forsakes us. And right. so my my prayer began to change, and I began to ask for an increased awareness of His presence. Mm-hmm. My awareness was 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 not where it needed to be, and and not where He was inviting me to be. This was not about punishment. This was not about timeout. This was about increasing my stamina so that I could contain more of what He wanted to give me. The more of what I was crying out for. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, we all know it. And I, I actually pulled out my notes, uh, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you plans to give you a hope and a future, not to harm you. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me. I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So I was going to chime in because even what you're expressing at the beginning of the year, I was just praying and and had kind of a similar experience where I just was like, God, I just, I really want to know you. Like, I want to be able to know the voices that I'm hearing, you know, out in the the news or the public or whatever it is, is that you? I want to be able to discern, like, is that really you, God, or what's not you? And he really plopped that verse into my spirit. And you will seek me and you will find me if you seek me with your whole heart, the Jeremiah 29, 13. And it it, um, dawned on me then that sometimes I do allow, like, 
I'll say, oh God, I want to know that this is from you. And rather than seeking the Lord, I'll go seek other sources, you know, to confirm like, is this bearing witness with something I'm feeling in my spirit by reading what somebody else is saying? And I just felt that firm conviction when I, when he plopped that verse in my spirit of just like, no, seek me. When you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. So I just wanted to, to try. No, I, I, I love it so much because I mean, I'm, I'm hearing this all across and, and the faithfulness of God, you know, mm-hmm. to just shift our gaze uh, from his hands, mm-hmm. what he's able to do mm-hmm. to just his face. And the word seek is actually in the Bible 313 times oh. and one of its meanings and its main meaning actually means to aggressively pursue. Wow. And when I began to read the scriptures and I would see the word seek and I would say, you know, to aggressively pursue, man, it, it changed like absolutely everything for me. Like Psalm 63, one here, you have David like crying out, God, earnestly, I seek you earnestly. I aggressively pursue you. My soul longs for you, you know, in a dry and weary place and in a land where there's no water. I mean, you want to talk about desperation, right? You know what? But this was his aggressive pursuit of God. Yeah. Whether there was water or no water, he was desperate to hear from God. And he uses you know, that like, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking you earnestly. There's that same word mm-hmm. with absolutely everything. And the Lord began to invite me to a place where, you know, Marty, if you will seek my face, my presence, not just what I can do for you, I will hold nothing back. So like Jen, think about how really, how easy it is for us to come boldly before the throne of grace, yeah. you know, to obtain mercy to, to just bring our requests, to bring our burdens, to just bring all of those things to the Lord and, and, and know that that's our right. He invites us to do it. But yeah. I was doing that a whole lot more. That was my form of prayer, a whole lot more than it was to simply come before him and to do what the woman who broke open the alabaster box and just poured that oil on his head. And didn't ask for anything, but just ministered to him, just loved on him. Father, I love you, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and just to be in his presence, mm-hmm. that, that was when I began to sense the conviction um, that, wow, I am so good at praying and bringing my needs before him and thanking him for every answer, mm-hmm. but to simply just come into his presence for no other reason than just to spend time with him. I began to discover that in that place of worship and honor, the requests that I actually had that were written down, that were in my journal, that were points of prayer, um, began to be met hmm. out of the overflow of that space. Hmm. And, you know, this is this is what I really believe that we are we are bring ushered back into. You know, it's not about all that he can do and he can do a lot. And right. thank God, you know, he's brought me out of a lot. Mm-hmm. But to just be in that place where where he's enough. Now, I I want to kind of touch on something you mentioned earlier, 
which was you at first when you, you know, kind of came off the social media, you're like, oh, this is great. You know, it's a great weather. It's all these things. And then all this stuff, all of a sudden, you know, a few days later, however many days it was, you started to feel that sense of, I don't know, loss, maybe, maybe it was loss. And so what transpired between that moment and then the moment to decide to set your phone. Now, I also want to highlight that word discipline yes. there. Yeah. And uh, because it, honestly, sometimes it feels like a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, just in any community, like lately, yeah. discipline seems like a bad word, like a curse yeah. word. Um, I'd really love to hear about your process, like how you yeah. worked that yeah. out. Because I think sometimes we have a mindset of what discipline is versus what it actually is. And I just love, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, like how that process played out for you. Yeah, no, that is such a great question because literally by like the end of the first week, I'm like, I got to get a job. I got to do something. (laughs) I got to fill this (laughs) space, right? Because we're so used to being busy. Mm -hmm. And um, so part of the discipline for me um, really was like, so I have two incredible kids, a son and a daughter. They are gym rats. My son is probably one of the most dedicated people I know. He works construction here in Montana. He just like goes all in. He leaves his job site. He'll go to the gym after a full day's work and he will Mm -hmm. put in two hours. And so he gets what it means to be disciplined, you know, to keep his body in really good shape. Um, You know what? It's really no different when we're thinking about spiritual discipline. And it always helps me to have something to attach that to. Um, Because we can think of the word, I'm being disciplined. And now it feels like I'm in trouble. And I'm like, oh, I crossed a line or I'm I'm punished or yes, yes. Mm -hmm. To be disciplined is to bring a sense of order into your life. And to literally, for me, it was like, set my alarm. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek the face of God. This may be awkward. I don't really know. Maybe I should go for a walk. But before I do any of those things, I just want to go to my room. I want to shut the door. I want to set my alarm. And I just want to honor him. And I would just begin, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. I don't come asking anything of you, but I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for who you are and all that you do. If I would run out of English words, you know what? I would just begin to pray in my prayer language. Mm-hmm. And that would just take off like a river. And then I would stop. And then the English words would come fluidly. And then my alarm would go off. And I'm like, wow, that was 45 minutes. Sometimes I would just start out in prayer and I would just be quiet. I would just feel to be still and mm-hmm. to listen. Um, after that, I might go and um, grab a bite to eat. Um, you know, I'd have some errands to run. I might have some clients. Um, and then I would make sure that, you know what, if I had 15 minutes, half an hour, quiet. I want to read the scriptures. And I would try to get most of that in, in the beginning of my day. Sometimes it didn't work out like that. But you know what? Intentionality is everything. And when you have a desire to honor God and you want to honor who he is and what he's done. And what does that look like? For me, it became very practical. So set my alarm, be intentional about my time, no different than going to the gym. I don't might not feel like it. This might seem really weird, but you know what? I'm going to do it 
because there's benefits and I, I want to see what it's like, what happens to me. And so one of the things that I noticed when I would do that, I was reminded because I love to raft. And so in Montana, this is like a great time for, for rafting. Oh yeah, I'm um, sure. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. When the water's moving really fast um, and, and, it's, and it's a little deeper, it's really hard to see kind of what's going on beneath those waves. So when my husband and I went um, rafting a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that when we got to the, the, the quieter waters and it's beautiful, like by East Glacier, we go rafting and there's this place, you know, where, where it's just like there's canyons on either side um, and you could see the rocks on the bottom. You could see fish swimming oh, and it's so because fun. those waters were still. Which mm-hmm. makes me made me think of Psalms 23, right? The Lord leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. Yeah. When things are still, when things are quiet and we're laser focused, right? We can see better. We can hear better. And so for me, I'm like, Lord, there's something about getting quiet. Now that that doesn't mean that there isn't outside noise or that there isn't a ask, demand. Yeah, I was yeah, just gonna ask right. you. Have you had the, have you ever had a time uh, previously where you would sit down to do those things and then maybe that there was just, your mind was racing and you couldn't quiet your mind or the outside distractions, maybe the phone started dinging off suddenly or, or did, how did you overcome those types of things? Yes. And in fact, when my kids were little, I was doing what I'm talking to you about now and they were little and it would be during their nap time. Mm. And or I would give them coloring books and, you know, um, Lucky Charms because I knew they would eat the little marshmallow things. <laughs> and they would My buy me not like those. I'm like, what, what? is wrong with you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine love that. And so like I, it would buy me maybe 15 minutes. But now, you know, my kids are grown and my days can be really full. If I have something happening at 630 or 7 a.m., Mm-hmm. I will have to set my alarm and be mm-hmm. intentional and be disciplined mm-hmm. because I want to have that space and time. If it means if I have to get up earlier, then I need to go to bed earlier. Right. right. And so right. I, I literally have to like schedule it in like anything else. This time is the time that I'm going to just pursue him. And what works best for me is in the mornings. And as I begin to do this, what I noticed was oftentimes our relationship and hearing from the Lord, talking to the Lord, bringing our requests before the Lord, so much of what I was doing was transactional. I'm giving you my burdens. In exchange, you're giving me your peace. I'm bringing my issues to you, my questions. You're giving me your wisdom. It's, and that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing that, don't stop. Mm-hmm. But there's an added dimension to this. And not just like being transactional, the Holy Spirit wants us to experience transformational mm-hmm. working of his presence. And so that for me um begin to happen on such a deeper level because I, as I became more aware of him, I became more aware of the things within my life that Hmm. he wanted to deal with, that he was putting his finger on. Hmm. And so now there's a transformation that's taking place 
in my life. Um, but but really, if if we're going to really just call it what this hide and go seek is, um, it's called getting back to your first love. Mm-hmm. And um, that was something that uh, had become less of a focus for me. I, I thought that I was doing that. And um, you know what? Just just laying down my prayer agenda and just seeking him and just mm-hmm. spending time with him. And you said it so well. Oftentimes we'll have questions. We'll Google it. Mm-hmm. Or we'll go to like a really yeah. great speaker, right? And yes. we'll YouTube yeah. him. Does he talk about this? What does yeah. he say? Usually right? I have, it's like Google has like, in some ways replace the Holy spirit. It's like, Oh, yeah. what, what do I, right. you know, how many of these do I need to, how many ounces are in a cup or whatever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. No. And, and, it, and it's so true because that's exactly what I was doing with even some of my bigger questions, because there are men and women of God, man, they have blazed trails for us. Right. And I'm like, well, what are they saying? Because I know God honors his word. So, you know, let me just hear from them. That can become such a trap mm-hmm. because even in, in, in giving sermons and messages, we're often inspired by what we hear other people doing, right. what God has brought them out of. And, and knowing that I was scheduled to speak at our home church yesterday, um, there was this pull to kind of do that. and. This message came right out of this time in prayer mm-hmm. and the fruit of what the Holy Spirit did in both of those services were unlike I had ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And that, that even talking about some of the conferences that I have spoken at, this was in my home church and what I saw the Lord do and the altar calls. I'm like, wow, why? One of the reasons I was intentional about being disciplined, setting my alarm, making space, protecting the atmosphere of that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then hearing, what is the Lord saying to me? What is the Holy Spirit saying to me right now? And so as I begin to get ready for Sunday, I'm like, well, what am I going to speak about? Mm -hmm. And my husband is like, Marty. How about what you've just been experiencing? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is fresh in your life. I'm like, yes. And you know what? That that just makes us um, so real and authentic, kind of like when I share my um, story, right? Mm-hmm. There, there are people that listen to my story of loss and divorce and pain and the fact that I was homeless. And they're like, wow, I can relate to that. And so I love that, that you're asking me these really practical questions mm-hmm. to this you know, how I'm framing as this holy moment in hearing from the Lord, mm-hmm. um, because they connect, they intersect, you mm-hmm. know, how we live our, our life with Jesus, how we live our life day in and, and day out in this earth suit, mm-hmm. um, always intersects. I and was thinking that was mesh. They do. They really do. And I was thinking about in regard to discipline, I was thinking about that passage where, um, I believe it's in Hebrews. I could be wrong. Where he says, no one likes discipline, you know, when it's being, right. when it's happening. And I was thinking about that in terms of how I always perceived discipline was more in terms of punishment, like you had done something wrong. And when I was rereading that, I was thinking about, well, wait a minute, I set my alarm in the morning to get up earlier and I don't like that, but that's discipline. 
So it, it, it kind of started to reframe my thought process about, well, why do I get up early? Okay, well, I get up early because I want to have that time by myself before my girls get up. And I want to be able to kind of like think about my day. And and so it's it's like once I realize that you you see this bigger picture, and I hear you saying that as well, you see a bigger picture and you kind of work backwards from there. You know, my goal is to spend more time with the Lord. Okay, so what do I need to do differently? Where's, you know, we use the term margin. Where's the margin in my life right now for that? And so yeah. you begin to look at things and then you you make that commitment and say, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for this time or for this amount of time. And for me, it has looked a little different. I started a an exercise journey at the beginning of the year, but also mm-hmm. an art time journey where I wanted to honor spending time creating And it was the same thing. People that I had been following or listening to said, hey, just set a 20 minute timer on your phone and just say for 20 minutes, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this. I started doing that and the time would just fly by. And it was great because I would go with no expectation other than to create. And the same thing happened with uh, the exercise program that I began at the beginning of the year. I just said, Jen, you're just going to show up. That's all you're going to do. You're going to press play on the exercise thing and you're going to just show up. And because girl, my flesh was screaming like I did not want to get started with an exercise routine, but I knew that I needed to. And so I just said, Jen, just show up. And now I'm six months into it. I do it Mm. five days a week. And that's what I do. I just I press play and I just show up and I have found that I love it. And I think that's, and that's the other part of the passage is when discipline begins to bear that fruit in your life, you love the outcome. You love, in my case, feeling stronger or feeling, having more stamina, being able to keep up with my kids and not being tired all the time. (laughs) Those are really wonderful benefits. And so I just wanted to touch on that because it seems like that's something that you were really honing in on is when you look at the bigger picture, the outcome of what you're going for, making those smaller steps of discipline yeah. are a lot easier because they're practical and they make sense. It's not like you're right. being punished to do right. something when it's an actual want to. Right. So. Right. Right. And what I found for myself, because I work with people, is that I need strategy. I need wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I don't want secondhand wisdom that I get from someone else, even though it's good wisdom, even though you can find that wisdom in the Bible. But when I'm working with somebody, Lord, I need strategy for this person. I need wisdom for this person. I can pull out all kinds of tools out of my tool belt and I can say, this one works. This one worked in the past. Great. But the Bible talks about, you know, um, it's in Proverbs about a word spoken in season is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. And there's something about that hearing in the now. And so even though I can't show you what the muscles in my ears are, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're there. I don't really know, but (laughs) um, being dedicated to just spend that time in his presence for no other reason than to be in his presence and Mm -hmm. to just love on him. I began to hear better and see better. And that gave me strategy and that gave me wisdom. And so there's Mm -hmm. a flip side to that, right? Marty can be good at talking. Marty can be good at helping somebody. Marty can lead worship. She can sing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that the Lord has gifted me to do. 
And all of those things are good. And all of those things are great. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be known for those things. Mm -hmm. And there was a time when that mattered to me. I don't want to be known for that. I don't, I don't want to just be known for the God gift in my life. Mm. I want to be known as somebody that pursues his heart. Mm. And when you think about Enoch, we don't know a lot about him, do we? No. We do know one thing. Enoch walked with God. Yeah. And his communication and his relationship with the Lord meant everything. It meant everything. He walked with him. We don't know if he was a good singer. We don't know no. if he was a good speaker. There's not a lot we know. And yeah. so really, when it all comes down to it, right, that's, that's what matters mm -hmm. is our pursuit of him. Not how well uh, I am known for my gifts. Mm -hmm. And those are added blessings. But that's not the priority. When I go to bed at night, I'm not checking off of a box. I prophesied great today. You know what? Mm. I, I was able to minister to all these different people. Those are good things. But did I spend time just loving on him? Mm -hmm. And that was a whole different, um, yeah, sobering moment. You say that because I was actually thinking about that when I was reading through Genesis and I was talking about Abraham. And I was like, for, I don't know why, but my mind started wandering to what it would have been like in the family dynamic of all the brothers and around the, at the tent at night. I'm like, did they ever tell jokes? Right. You know, did they ever yeah. like, did they tease each other? Like normal family members do like, it just dawned on me. Those things aren't highlighted things that sometimes we, we characterize about ourselves. Like that's the funny one. You know, right. she, she right. told great jokes. She was, she was the, the great to be around. But God didn't highlight any of that to us. Right, right. He, he highlighted the covenant and the relationship. And the yes. fact that counted to Abraham as righteousness because he believed God. And that that's what dawned on me is like some of this other stuff is like um, side notes, you know, like in our personalities, wow. the things that we kind of hang our hats yeah. on. When yes. in reality, the thing that maybe like what might be written about us is that, you know, she chose to believe God despite yeah. all of these things coming against her. And we're like, yeah. but I put so much time and energy into my personality, God, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. No, I love this because this is, you know what, this is real life. Like this, yeah. this is real life. I mean, there's demands on us every single day and how we manage our time, which is actually one of the things that I have begun to pray. Lord, help me to manage my time better. Holy Spirit, help me to, mm -hmm. to just be a better steward of what you have given me, right? Mm -hmm. We all love free time. We all love to just like get into the presence of God or, you know, come Holy Spirit. But think about it, right? Psalms 29, 11, and then you will pray to me and then you will what? Seek me. And you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart, that word yeah. seek, aggressively pursue. There is nothing laid back. There's nothing casual about that type of posture. Nothing. Right, right. It is focused. It is disciplined. It is intentional. There isn't a single thing in our life that hasn't produced a whole lot of fruit where we can look back and go, well, that just fell into my lap. Mm -hmm. Right. That just happened because I'm gifted or or, you know, just right. because. No. In fact, even even seeking the Lord 
requires us to say, Lord, I'm in pursuit of you. Like mm-hmm. I can't live my life without your presence versus here I am. Mm-hmm. You can bless me if you want. You know, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, uh, verse Psalms 14, verse two, the Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise, if anyone is seeking God. Mm. You want to get the attention of God? You begin to seek him, aggressively pursuing him. Mm-hmm. You'll have his attention because he's looking for it. That's mm-hmm. what he's looking for. And when you have his attention, you're face to face. And he begins to speak to you because he wants to do that. He wants to do that. He's such a good father. He wants to answer our prayers. He, he wants us, you know, to see um, his goodness. He wants us to just enjoy the things that he has for us. He he wants to help us walk through the valley of the shadow of death, whatever that looks like. He wants to do those things. And more than any of it, he wants us just to know him for who he is mm-hmm. and to, to touch his heart and to know that we can touch his heart, to know mm-hmm. that we can turn his head because we're seeking him when he's looking for that. Is there anyone that is seeking me? Anyone that is pursuing me for me? Jen, I just began to weep. Like Mm -hmm. that, that, that changed something for me. And the, just the closeness of, of his love for me. um, You know, I just, I'm talking to you right now because as we're talking, I just feel his heart. This is how he wants us to know him. You know, if you're listening and you feel like your fire is dim, you you feel like, you know, things have wandered off so far. God seems so distant. I just want you to take a moment. Bible says he's closer than a brother. He's so close to you. You know, there's a song we sing at church about breathe on me. When you feel the breath of God, when you want to feel somebody breathing on you, it requires closeness. Yeah. You know, in James, the Lord says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Your awareness of his nearness will increase. And when you get into that place, there is, there's so much holiness. There's so much love. There's so much presence that the things in our life that, that try to come to the surface, that, that try to battle for that time, the things that, that we're struggling with, they come to the surface. They're revealed. And we can just that quickly, oh, God, I don't want this. I lay this down. I repent of this thing. Thank you for revealing this to me. Thank you that I don't have to live with this. Insecurity. You got to yeah. go. Jealousy. There's no room for you. There's no oxygen for you here. You've got to go. Pride? Oh, absolutely not, God. Man, and this is a daily thing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm reading uh, Daughter Destiny, Catherine Kuhlman's book right now. I, I read it in Bible college. I felt led to read it again. And there's this part where, where she says, I die a thousand deaths before I walk onto any platform. I'm like, God, What? Because she understood if she just went up there with her giftedness and, you know, those sleeves and that dress yeah. that she wore, you know, yeah. against yeah. Catherine Coolman, if there was any draw on that human nature that she had, her personality, 
there would be nothing else. There right. would be no presence of the Well, there would be that pressure to perform most that, likely. Oh, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. And there are things in my life I didn't even realize. I'm like, wait a second. I thought that this was probably, you know, God approves of this or this is working for me. You know, there, there's fruit. And yet there was no intimacy. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And, mm-hmm. and that is such a subtle trap. Because, yeah. you know, oftentimes, um, I don't know if I was, maybe I was sharing this with, with your brother um, the last time, but uh, there, there, there was a very um, gifted prophetic um, leader in my life years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was called upon to speak. He was on television, very, very, very gifted. He mm-hmm. fell into deep sin. Mm-hmm. And the whole time he's still showing up on Sunday morning. He's prophetically speaking. His words are accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on television mm-hmm. and yet he was caught in this horrific sin, completely right. compromised. Right. And yet because of the gifting in his life and because of the accuracy and because of the followers, mm-hmm. he just kept going. Right. And I remember, you know, thinking, why isn't the rug out from under his feet? Wasn't a lightning bolt just strike him? Like, what is even going on? Mm -hmm. You know, this is how deception works, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so to to stay in that place of his presence where we feel his breath, where we feel his heart, where we feel his embrace, where we sense his love, where we're like, the awe and wonder of you, oh God. Mm -hmm. That is what sharpens our ears. That is what sharpens us. And that is what it's going to take. If we're going to move forward in this culture, because I'll tell you what, you keep doing it in your own strength, in your own power. And it's like hashtag God. And there's fruit that you can show, but mm-hmm. there's no intimacy. There's no one-on-one connection. I mean, mm-hmm. you are going to go down the landslide of moral decadence faster than you can blink. Right. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, there will be this harsh wake up call. And so the Lord wants us to come close because he wants us to be in that place where our discernment can grow. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't know how to do that. I, I thought it was going to take hours of study and I do study my Bible, but he began by setting my alarm, by shutting off my notifications, by listening to his heart, by journaling. And I'll tell you what, you shut everything down for a couple of weeks. You'll find out real quick who's in charge. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I read a quote yesterday and even what you were sharing reminded me more of like God's perspective, but this, it was like a therapist or something. And they were saying, you know, some people really get caught up in a performance role in relationships that they get known for what they can do for people as opposed to who they really are. They're kind of just like people pleasers. You know, you're always showing up for somebody or giving them money or whatever. And so the quote said, if you eventually you will exhaust yourself of this and you'll stop doing those things just to see who sticks around. And when you were sharing that about the heart of God, I was thinking, you know, if we're made in his image and we have times where we're like, man, do people just like me for me? I, I, I'm sure God would have that same heart, you know, like 
do people want to be intimate with me just because of me, because they love me, because they want to just know me. And that really struck me just yesterday reading that more in the context of human relationships and thinking, wow, that's really profound. But now when you're speaking, thinking of that in terms of like how God could potentially be feeling of just, Hey, you know, like I really wanted to spend time with you this morning, but you got on your phone instead. (laughs) Like, yeah. Or, or you read this incredible devotional and listen, I'm not dissing devotionals. Right. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, many devotionals have taken space where it, it really should just be you and him. What is he saying to you? And so many of us feel like we can't hear, mm-hmm. right? Or that God doesn't want to speak to us because we're mm-hmm. so sensitive of our shortcomings. Can I just share with you a story that, that, that happened? And like, for all of you that have heard me say this before, forgive me, but I just really feel to share it again. Um, my husband and I were going through this marriage training course Mm-hmm. And the therapist and his wife, beautiful people. And there was one part of this course that really triggered me. And it had everything to do with security and, and feeling like I was wanted. And mm-hmm. um, I knew that we were going to come to this. What I didn't expect was my reaction. And so as we're dealing with this portion of our training, I feel my my, my emotions just start to heighten and my blood pressure is going up and I'm telling the therapist, yeah, like, the freight train's coming. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm diagnosing myself. I'm like, listen, it's happening. I'm, I'm being triggered. This is yeah. a trauma response. It's coming up. Yeah. Oh dear God. I think I'm going to cry. In fact, I'm just going to like wail right now. And, yeah. and I just lost it and I lost it. And, um, as I was crying, the woman, you know, she moves in and she just said, Marty, I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you that you are not a beggar. You are mm-hmm. not a beggar. When she said that, I had two instant memories that were attached to, to that word where, and one of them, um, and I, I shared my story in the first episode with you guys was where I lost everything. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was 48 years old, the mother of two kids and I was homeless and I had lost a lot of stuff. And, um, I didn't know who I was anymore. It was heartbreaking. And, the, and it was just years of court battles and, and just people walking out of my life. And that was painful, painful, painful because of that. I'm, I'm hanging on to everything and I don't want to lose what I've got. And yeah. so as she ministered that to me, you're not a beggar anymore. And then her husband came and he just broke that, you know, mindset, that orphan mindset off of me. And so it was several nights later that I, I had this dream. And in this dream, I'm presented with all these incredible things. And I can't even tell you what they are. They were just like, they made me so happy. I it just reminded like myself of Christmas morning. I'm like, oh, that's great. I've had a few dreams like that where I was like so excited, but I didn't remember what it was. I just well, remember and, being yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and it was that exact same thing. I, the emotions were so heightened. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And then I, I literally hear this audible voice, Marty beggars can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. And in my dream, something rose up and I woke up my husband and myself and I sat up in bed and I had my finger pointed out like this. <laughs> and I said, Oh, but I am not a beggar anymore. I'm a daughter of God and I can choose. Mm -hmm. And the tears came. And so for those of you that are listening, you know, you feel like that 
that, that you can't come before God because you don't have what it takes. You've been wounded. You've been hurt. It has been imprinted into your very heart and soul that you're not worthy of hearing his voice. Even if you set your alarm, even if you are intentional about disciplining your schedule, you feel like that even if you did that, it wouldn't be enough. I want you to know that it is enough, that mm-hmm. you just being intentional about seeking him out, he will meet you. Like myself, your past doesn't define your worthiness with God. You are free. Your worthiness is found in the precious blood of Jesus that was spilled on the cross that defeated the enemy's power over your life. Jesus Christ defines your life. You can come before him and you can say, I have every right to approach Jesus because of the blood that was spilled. He opened up a way. He created that bridge. I can come before him, messed up and all. I can hear him. He wants me to know that I'm his child. He wants to download things for me. He wants to give me things that it, it just delight my heart and also delight his heart. He wants to do that. And so you have a right. You are not a beggar. There isn't a royal robe in God's kingdom, in God's wardrobe that you are not meant to wear. And you've got to know that today because the enemy would want you to believe that you can't approach God, that it is only Mm -hmm. for people like myself and for Jen and for Mm -hmm. Illumination and for Jen's brother, Jeff, and for all of these guests that come on the show that, that are doing these incredible things for Jesus. Listen, we are all human. We have all fallen short. And even in the things that he's called me to do, And even with the beautiful uh, things that I've seen in his presence, when I speak to women and I see healings, I see deliverances, even myself, I need fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit every day. I need strategies every day. I need wisdom every day. I can't live off of yesterday's manna. You know, when the Israelites were in the desert, it was fresh manna every day. When they kept that manna, it rotted. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what? Jesus is our daily bread. Holy Spirit gives us fresh manna every single day. I love it that the word of God says he's our daily bread and not our monthly loaf. Lord knows if he was our monthly loaf, I would be all about it. I would buy loaves and I would freeze loaves. Yes, for sure. There's nothing about a month's worth in one day. Yes, because no, no body, like your physical body, nothing about it likes discipline. No. Nothing about mm-hmm. it. Anything that, like anytime we're, we're training for anything, discipline is required. We don't like it. We yeah. just don't like it. it does you have not to push through. Easy. Sometimes you have to push through <sighs> mental blocks, yes. physical blocks, all of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, I loved because um, Jeff had um, Christina on. Mm-hmm. And she did the three days of, of prayer. And, um, you know, it, when I had a few moments, I would listen, or I think sometimes I'd watch the, the, the replay and, and just the hunger and, 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 you know, just the importance of what that looks like mm-hmm. and, and being intentional to just um, seek him. And, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, I was inspired by that so much, um, And yet the Lord reminding me, Marty, I I don't just want you to come into my presence. 
because of your request. Mm. Just spend time with me. Mm. Uh, because I, I, I can make two, three hours go by with requests. My God, list. I got a list, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long list. Yeah. But, you know, he's so faithful to meet us. And, um, yeah, I mean, you remember the first time you heard about Jesus and when oh, you yeah. encountered him and what that did. And, yeah. and, and I remember, and, man, he wants us to come back to that place. Yeah. You know, yeah, there, really there was a marked well. difference. There was a marked difference for me. You know, I, I've shared this uh, with a handful of friends, just with my experience with the Lord. When I encountered him, there was Jen before Christ and then Jen after Christ. Like I literally took a whole different trajectory, you know, different friends, everything. And so I can really relate to that sense of like, when you encounter him, it does transform you. And then you're kind of in this ever, ever sanctification process, you know, of learning to walk out that salvation, learning to renew your mind and to cultivate the fruit of the spirit, to respond to the way Jesus would respond in situations. And, um, you know, I was thinking about in my exercise journey, the process of getting stronger and what that looked like for me a handful of times was there were times where we'd be doing like leg lifts in the exercise on hands and knees doing leg lifts. And I would be in my mind, my body would be going, stop, no more. And I would tell myself just one more, Jen, just one more each time, just one more, just one more. And what has been amazing to me, and I relate this back to what you're saying, but what has been amazing to me is now the six months into it actually needing ankle weights for those same moves because I got so much stronger. And I was reflecting on that the other day and just thinking about how much like life that is. Cause I was praying, I was in a situation where I was feeling pretty frustrated and I was like, God, what do I do? And I literally heard the Holy spirit say, you put your ankle weights on, on. like you're getting stronger. You yeah. going through this. Yeah is getting you stronger. These are your ankle weights. This situation is your ankle weights. And it made me laugh just because, you know, God often talks to me that way where it's just cute and silly. And it has, it relates to what I was, what I'm doing in my life. But while you were speaking, I was also thinking of a a Mm -hmm. passage I memorized earlier in the year and it's Psalm 37 verses 23 and 24. And it says, Mm -hmm. the Lord directs the steps of the godly he delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. And that for me, that just, he delights in the detail of their lives resonated so much to me. And I began to think of my life of the things that delight me. You know, just think about it. What's one Mm -hmm. thing that delights you? I'll I'll say for me, the smell of freshly brewed coffee in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. That just, it delights me. It just does. And I started to think of that, like, wait a minute, does that delight God too? Like, because that delights me. Does that delight God too? Let's have some coffee together, God. Like, what do you think of this? And, or, or, um, the sun right before it sets dusk Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. and here where we live now, we have fireflies. Oh my goodness. Fireflies are the coolest thing ever. I've never seen them growing up in the Valley in Oregon, never saw fireflies. I just was so tickled the first time I saw them. And I just thought this is incredibly delightful. And it it reminded me of that verse. I'm like, I bet God's delighting in this too, because I'm delighting in this. And so just, it's that process of inviting him into the moments 
that you delight in. But then if he says he delights in the details of your lives, maybe there's details of your lives you don't delight in, but he does. Right. And just, I don't know. It just changed my perception of God to this. Yeah. I'm on my knees in prayer, just going, you know, there's God time over here when I'm praying to he's with me all the time. Yeah. And just increasing that awareness of he's there when I'm sipping my coffee and smelling it for the first time, or what about the first time the snow falls, you know, like how delightful that is. He's there with you and he's, he's delighting in that as much as you are. So it's just increasing our awareness too, of just like how he's there in all of those moments. And the the word says he he fills all things everywhere with himself. Yes. Think about that. Like, he fills all things everywhere with himself. So those things you delight in, maybe those are him. Yes. You know, just like the smell of freshly brewed coffee. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, listen, right? I mean, he knows what we like. Yeah. I've been given gifts by people who really don't know that much about me that are just thankful. And it, it'll be the color that I like. It'll be the style that I like. Yeah. like they wouldn't have known that about yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I, but, but they were led to purchase something yeah. that the Holy Spirit was leading them to do it. And they didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, that, like what you just said about, you know, here's my God time. Um, mm-hmm. and then here's the rest of me during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, my God time creates, uh, the filling up of my, of my soul. Mm-hmm. And, and it sharpens my discernment. It, it sharpens my ears. And out of the overflow of that space, I live out the rest of my day. Right. And that's when we become, you know, ready in and out of season. Mm-hmm. And so like, even, even when I didn't prepare for this Sunday, the way that I normally do, because you know, if I didn't like uh, spend X amount of hours studying or if I didn't like, you know, type it out just right, um, you know, I would feel like, oh, dear God. The, the problem is once I start speaking, I don't look at my notes anyways. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, like, you know, where am I? Don't be awkward. Yeah. And, and that's it. But when I first started, I mean, I, I just needed to follow along. Now I can speak out of the overflow of my heart. I can refer to what I have down on paper. Mm-hmm. But that's really what the Lord wants, right? That that mm-hmm. we can just trust his spirit in us. And I mean, I have to be honest with you. Um, since I've been doing this, uh, whew, I don't know if I can ever go back. Right. And that means uh, for me, you know, I'll, I'll have things on my schedule and then there'll be a block on my schedule. And um, I have to say no to some lunches. Uh, to maybe, you know, hey, do you want to go do this? Uh, do you want to go see this movie? Or can you do that? I, I actually have to really take a good look at that. And um, I've had to cut out a lot of those things. Would I be in trouble if I went? No, I wouldn't be in, in trouble. But I have such a hunger right now, Jen, mm-hmm. that, that, I, that I know what's required of me. Mm-hmm. I it's know. It's kind of more like the internal compass of that yes. relationship with Holy Spirit is guiding you as opposed to maybe the yes. external pressure. Yes. Yeah. So good. So good. And, you know, I mean, he, he is getting us ready for 
something that that we don't know because I'm not in my tomorrow, but he's in my tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so he knows what's needed. He knows what I'm going to need. He's just so faithful that that way. And just what God is doing all around the world. I mm-hmm. mean, I was sharing yesterday, um, you know, because I, as I was just praying out, God, this is where I, I'm sensing that you want me to talk about in 2020 when COVID hit, like it literally took the world out. Yeah. Like we were mm-hmm. immobilized and you know what? the fear level was like at an all time high mm-hmm. and you know, that was I mean, culpable. It, it absolutely yeah. right. And mm-hmm. it was contagious. It was transferable, not just the virus, but also the fear. And so the Holy spirit was reminding me, Marty in 2023, the move of Holy spirit, what I am doing on the earth, what I'm doing in your personal life, what I'm wanting to do in the lives of men and women and fathers, mothers, pastors, politicians, young people. I want to pour out in abundance. My spirit that is also contagious, highly transferable. Mm-hmm. How is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. Will you aggressively pursue me? Not for just what I'm doing, but for who I am and who I, I want to be in your life. I love that. And so my question is, you know, we've got a, several months left in 2023. Mm-hmm. And um, just like the verse that I read in Psalms um, uh, 14 too, God is looking on humanity. His eyes are searching. Is there anyone that is wise. Anyone of understanding that is seeking him. If, if, if that word wise is in that same scripture verse, then to seek him is to be wise. To not seek him is to be unwise. Mm-hmm. And so to seek him with everything and he begins to pour out his spirit. I'll tell you what, that is a move of God. And it begins here. Is it any wonder that he's calling so many of us to really consecrate ourselves to that time? Yeah. Oh, it's for sure. It's so, and you know what? I want to stay sharp. Mm -hmm. I mean, my husband, I love this show. And I mean, we're such kind of rednecks back here. Um, but <laughs> it's a show called Alone. Have you ever heard of it? No. Uh-uh. Okay. So I think it's like on Amazon Prime, but they actually like take these these people and they've kind of been tested and um, they will like drop them off somewhere. Like it might be. Oh, I mean, I like shows like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, and I mean, all they can bring is 10 things and the weather is brutal. And Whoa. so they have to get their own food, build their own shelter. I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, when I, he first started watching them, I'm like, man, this is so survival, you know. But then I like there were women on these shows, and I'm like, wait, what? She's built a shelter. She's went fishing. She just used a bow and arrow and killed a grouse. And I'm like, I would oh, just sit there and try. I don't do that. <laughs> I can't do that either. And so I'm like, but this this one contestant was was trying to shoot at this grouse. And the arrow, the tip of the arrow was dull. Mm. And so even though he was able to pull it back and hit the grouse, mm. he couldn't kill it because mm. it that arrow needed to be sharpened. Man, when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, that's it. We can be on target. That arrow can even hit the bullseye, but it's not going to stick because it's not sharp. God right. wants us sharp in every aspect 
of our faith. He wants us to see well in the spirit. He wants us to hear well. He wants us to speak his words. He wants us to walk in sharp discernment. He wants us to know his thoughts. Jesus did nothing except what he saw the father doing. And so, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you wanting to do through me? And I'll tell you what, that changes things. Because like we said before, I'm going to go to somebody that is really being used mightily of God. And mm-hmm. I'm going to Google them. I'm going to Facebook stalk them. I'm going to Instagram stalk them and go, See what yes, God, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I want. And yeah. yet, you know what? There's only one of us. There's only one of us. Nobody's got our fingerprints. Um, and when, when, when I started, you know, doing some online coaching and then, you know, some speaking, uh, to be perfectly honest, I was like, God, really? Like, there's so much of it. It's, the world is saturated. Mm-hmm. It, social media is saturated. Mm-hmm. And so many of us are saying the same things. Like, do I really make that big of a difference? It reminded me of the school systems. And there are teachers and there are principals. There are schools Hmm. all Hmm. over the world. There are the title principal all over in every school system. That's a really good analogy. Good job, God. Yes, so thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Right? And it's like, Marty, they're all called principals. But there isn't a one who's going to sit in that principal's office and do their job the same. They're all unique. They're all different. So for those of you thinking that, you know what, you're just another one in the pile of everybody else, you're actually not. You're, you're, you are a light and your light matters and you shine bright. I'm in Montana. This is where the Lord is using me. Mm-hmm. He's giving me other platforms, but this is where I live. This is my community. And so there are these incredible people that God has planted them where they are, but mm-hmm. every one of us contributes. None of us is like a secondary principle. No, 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 no. You own what God is calling you to do and you be bold in your lane of service because it matters so much. Yeah. And often God's solutions are people. Yes. Yes. And so you messed up people. (laughs) Good thing (laughs) because that's great. I would be ruled out. Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) But... No, I, I just think that's something, it, it's all through scripture. God's solutions were often in the form of people and right. people who just had the courage to say yes. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you, any of you, you, Marty, me, and anybody, yeah. you are the answer to someone's yes. prayer yeah. and your life, your testimony, mm-hmm. the, the, the things he's cultivated inside of you are exactly what someone's going to need. And it's going to be the the solution. I absolutely love that analogy so much that God gave you about schools and teachers and principals. That's so redeeming too, because when you think about the kingdom of God, there's no lack, you know, and I, and there, and I even think there's probably not jockeying, you know, for position. There's just like, we honor the title teacher and we honor this category of teacher. Look at all these teachers and what they know. And every single one of them brings a unique twist. And we honor the category of apostle and look at all these apostles and they're going to each teach you something different about the kingdom of God. And um, I think that's really cool. Yes. Because there's room for everybody. Everybody. Everybody has everyone's story. 
matters. That's right. That's so true. And you know what? God doesn't apologize for who he created. He mm -hmm. doesn't. He makes no apology. And I just love that. I, I love it so much. And um, the more we just spend time with him, the more that's reiterated. You just feel his heart. You just, oh, I just, he's just so incredible. Mm -hmm. And he's always, you know, pushing us, fix your eyes forward, forward, mm -hmm. forward. You know, we're not stuck. We're not trees. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like potted plants. <laughs> <laughs> Even better than that. <laughs> oh, I like that. I, I feel like a potted plant sometimes. Yeah, you yeah, do. Um, Lord, I'm in need of sunlight. <laughs> Can you move me over by that window, please? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, that's great. That's awesome. All right. Marty, would, if, unless you have something else that you would love to share, would you just close us out with some prayer? Man, that went fast. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you know what? As I'm, as I just like was, was speaking with you, um, you know, th there, there are some of you that are just on the verge of stepping out and, mm -hmm. and you've been listening to this conversation and you're like, uh, been there, done that. In, in fact, there's, there's somebody listening and, uh, there was once a time when God meant everything to you. And because of the choices that you have made, you feel so disqualified. Um, and, and you know that it's not coming from God. You know that this is your own personal struggle. And will you just release that right now? I just want you to hold open your hands. Will you just give that to him right now? This is more about your choice than past decisions. Will you just let that go? Because God mm -hmm. promises that your latter days will be greater than your former days. Um, and, and, and that is burning within me so strong. That word has been spoken over my husband and my husband has quite a story of redemption. And so this is true for you because the Lord wants you to know that the giftings that he's given you, the things he's entrusted you with, you are at a place in your life where he wants you to experience his goodness. There's a message that only you can give. And it is so important because you actually will be one to speak to leaders. You actually will be one to speak to people that have been on a platform that have have influence. You're going to talk to them about the importance of intimacy, the fear of the Lord, what it means to just pursuing him aggressively so that you can connect with his heart. And, and for those of you that are just, um, are seeking him. You just want to come to that next level. The Lord is eagerly awaiting you as you earnestly and aggressively pursue his heart. And you just want to come to that place where, Father, I want to just feel the breath on my face. Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, fill me afresh. Light the fire. Ignite the flame that has been dim. Bring me back to that place and time of, of, of first love with you. Lord, I thank you that, that you meet that kind of hunger. God, your word says mm -hmm. that you seek for it. And when you seek for it, you seek 
see it. You stop, you take notice. Lord, I thank you that we are your target when we seek you. God, you come so close. And Father, I thank you that this is who you are, that you are not a finger pointing, fault finding God, but you want us to know you in all of your power and in your holiness. So Holy Spirit, I just thank you for your truth. I thank you for the good gifts that you want to give us that Jeremiah 29, 11, the plans and the thoughts that you have towards our are good. They are to give us a purpose, a hope and a future, and they are not meant to harm us. Lord, we say yes to you. We say yes to you. We say yes to you. And Father, would you forgive us Mm -hmm. putting ourselves on center stage when you are the one that matters most, God? We just thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Marty. All right. So, um, guys, if you have loved this episode, especially if you're new, we actually have our videos categorized. So I know I've seen it on YouTube. Illumination can tell me if it's in other places, but by guest. So if you loved this message from Marty, there are two others. Yeah, two others with you. And so you have your own list. People can go back and watch that. <laughs> I'm so on the cool. list now. List. Oh. YouTube, just YouTube has the playlist. Woo! So go over to YouTube. Um, you can check her out there in the description. We've got the websites. But do you have like a main platform you'd love people to reach you on? You know, just really uh, Facebook and social or social media. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. And I am back on. Um, I do read messages. Uh, it's, it's just not all the time. Yeah, I know. You gotta, you gotta say no, no Instagram. No, not today. No, no. That's right. Um, Okay. So thank you guys so much for joining us tomorrow. It will be me again hosting with Cindy McGill. And it looks like Vicky just put up a list of everybody we've got coming on this week. So Thank you so much for being here, for Marty, for you being here. I love this message so much. I feel all stirred up. And I even saw people commenting saying they're excited to go spend some time with the Amen. Lord. So yes, that is just, so that is good. great. Yeah. Pour yourself a cup of tea or coffee and just come on or, or not and yeah. have some time with the Lord. So guys, yeah. thank you again for being with us today and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 